0: You're listening to episode 39 of the Thriving Mom Podcast. Today, we're talking about how you can set your child up to succeed in health without dieting. Stay tuned. Welcome to the Thriving Mom Podcast, where we invite mothers and mothers at heart to think outside the conventional beliefs about motherhood, nutrition, and raising healthy kids. I'm your host, Uime Oguta, recovering perfectionist and non diet nutrition counselor. On a mission to help smart women like you find food and body freedom through intuitive eating, self-care, and mindful practices that will leave you kicking balance to the curb, stop surviving, and start thriving in the beautiful chaos that is motherhood. Are you ready, mama? Let's journey together. Hello, friends. Welcome to another episode of the podcast. I'm so glad you could join me today. So we're talking about a topic very dear to my heart. I know I say that about a lot of my podcast episodes, but this episode is really one that's dear to me because I've seen and coached women on the other side of the coin that I'm about to talk about. So we're focusing on why children don't need diets and food restriction and how we can actually help them to build healthy habits without the need for diets and food restriction. Now, before you sign off, I really want you to hear me out because this is really important. We live in a time where women are highly successful. More women are speaking up for themselves. They're showing up like never before. Yet, when the lights go out at night and no one is watching, we are secretly fighting with food and our bodies. So many of us women, especially high-achieving women, see the world through the lens of our unworthiness because we don't eat or look a certain way and this impacts us in ways beyond what we may be thinking which is why i really want to talk about this i want to talk about this because our relationship with food and our bodies reveal to us how we engage in many other areas of our lives those behaviors whether or not we recognize they impact other areas of our lives beyond just food and our bodies Now what do I mean by that? I'll use myself as an example. I grew up being called a picky eater. And when I tell you that I lived it, (laughs) I did. But what I failed to recognize was that taking on that persona of a picky eater was unhelpful. So I adopted some of the behaviors that are associated with picky eating into other areas of my life. For one, I was very careful about trying new things This is something I'm currently working on because over the years, my sense of adventure slowly diminished. As I grew older, I became more careful. Trying out new things was a struggle for me. I struggled with trusting people or even myself when it came to anything. Like I was always suspicious of people because again, as a picky eater, no one Seems to be truthful and upfront about things, right? You're called a picky eater and people try to hide food or try to force you. So you're always on alert. So for me, that translated into other areas of my life. Like I would suspect people or always be waiting for that other shoe to drop. So more or less always thinking of I could be in trouble anytime. And with that came my perfectionistic tendencies and people pleasing because that was what I used as safety. So I could distract from my picky eating. As long as I was getting good grades and pleasing others, people could just ignore my picky eating behavior. And this for me really showed up when I raised my own kids. It showed up in how I allowed them to engage with food. It showed up in how I allowed them to engage with their bodies and so many other things. So you see, something as simple as forcing a child to eat or restricting food Or creating rules about how they engage with food can translate into other areas that they don't even recognize. And there's so many of us who walk around with these thoughts and beliefs and systems in our brains, and we don't even realize how they're impacting how we engage with the world. Obviously, I'm no longer that way, but I'm painting this picture for you to see why it's so important. Because you might just be thinking, well, it's just restricting foods. It's just restricting carbs. It's just putting the kid on a diet for a little bit. But it's not that simple. It's really not. There's a lot more at stake here. And you need to recognize that as a parent, as a caregiver, so that you can make that informed decision. And know that this is the choice and decision that you're making on behalf of your child. Now, I want to say here that I truly feel for parents in general because, let's face it, raising kids is no walk in the park. We live in a world where people are always trying to tell us what the best way is to raise our kids. And of course, the world is steeped in diet culture's influence, where people are also judged by the size of their bodies and their food choices. So as parents, it does make sense that we do our best to support our kids based on our own abilities the information that's available to us what kinds of support system or networks we have because seriously nobody wakes up thinking how can i damage my child's health today but we inadvertently do it because we're trying to do what's best we just want to protect our children at all costs and sometimes that might include wanting to restrict foods that we consider unhealthy or engaging in other forms of diet related behavior So if that's your story, I want you to know that this is completely normal. It is not an indication that you're a terrible parent by any means. Trust me, I'm no parenting expert. I'm still learning just like so many of us. So this is not about parenting. It's about recognizing how some of the little things that we do, just because the way the society presents it to us makes it seem normal, Some of these things do impact our children and we have to do our best to educate ourselves and do what we can to make sure that we're not causing more harm to our kids. With that in mind, I'd like to share some common reasons and ways that this may show up so that you can see whether you identify with any of these cases. I'm going to say here that I've been this parent and I've had to go through my own work to give myself that compassion and forgiveness and grace and also be humble enough to learn, and I'm still learning. So I want you to come to the table with that in mind, and let's talk about some common reasons. The most common thing that I notice when it comes to healthy habits and why moms jump in to protect their kids is typically concerns over the child's health, mostly related to weight, especially from healthcare providers. So a doctor or You know, a healthcare provider may say that your child is too fat or too thin and you need to do something about it, right? You may also worry that your child is going to be teased because of their size. You might worry that they'll develop a chronic illness or that you actually might be seen as a bad parent for letting your child become too fat or too thin. For me, this was my case with my first child who was always in the top percentile on the growth chart. So I remember feeling really anxious every time we visited the doctor because the doctor would always say she was fat and make jokes about you know the the rings on her skin and how she was growing. And back then I hadn't done the work that I've done on the fat phobia that I had. So my child being called fat, to me that was a bad thing. And I wish I knew back then what I know now. I would not have let that get to me because that impacted how I let my children engage with food, especially that child. So I started restricting things like juice, candy, anything I considered unhealthy, again, unhealthy here in quote, was not allowed. I have since done my own work in that area and I continue to support my daughter to help undo some of that damage that I may have caused and i'm also supporting moms who are struggling like i did because i really want to change their perspectives when it comes to seeing their children's weight and size and how their children engage with food so that we're not repeating the cycle that we're trying to run away from now another common reason i see is we try to avoid our own experiences with food while we were growing up so For some of us, we try to do better than our parents, right? But unconsciously, we're repeating the same thing that they did to us. And I see this really show up in my clients who may have experienced food rules in childhood or may have participated in dieting behaviors, willingly or unwillingly with their parents. Often it's the mom. Or my clients who may have experienced food insecurity. That's another big one. These experiences make you want to protect your child, but like I said, you unconsciously end up repeating the very thing you're trying to avoid, and this is by no means your fault. It's because you are yet to really address and recognize how to do that. Again, I want to remind you, it is not your fault, and this episode is not to shame you, but to bring awareness to this. Because once we're aware of these behaviors, these hidden behaviors, then we can decide whether we want to keep participating in them or not. You always have a choice. But then it's more of an informed decision rather than thinking that life is just happening or thinking, well, I don't know why this is happening. Now you know you get to decide, do you want to keep acting this way or not? So just in case... I haven't been clear so far. Let's just talk about what's wrong with diets and food restriction when it comes to children. Chances are you know this already, but it is worth repeating. The biggest impact that food restriction and diets have on children is that those children grow up to be adults who don't trust themselves or their bodies. So they have this inbuilt belief that their body is broken and it needs fixing. And what do we do? They just keep searching for the solution. You might recognize this in yourself. I know I did. So we keep trying to find solutions that will help us finally fix our broken bodies. The problem with this is that this increases our risk for eating disorders, unhealthy weight control behaviors, poor self-esteem and body image, poor mental and emotional health, and the continued generational cycle of diet culture. Because diet culture is always waiting at the door to tell you, well, if you just eat this way, if you just move this way, if you just look like this, then you'll finally be worthy. Then you'll finally have a place in the world. But the truth of the matter is, you are innately worthy as a human. Just for existing, you are worthy. You don't need a diet. You don't need to look a certain way. You don't need to eat a certain way to finally be recognized as a worthy human. And I really want us to be able to pass on that messaging to our children so that they can also grow up and just thrive in life without having to seek out all these solutions, in quote, that actually do more harm than good to them. Now, I know it's a lot to think about. So I just want you to take a moment with me and just breathe. If your brain is freaking out right now, It's okay. That's normal too. (laughs) But I'm sending you so much compassion and love right now. If you were sitting in front of me, I would give you a big hug and remind you that none of this is your fault. If you are that child, if you had experienced these things as a child, please know that it's not your parents' or your caregivers' fault. They may have done what they thought or believed was the best for you given the knowledge that they had back then and this is really really important because when we feel that someone is to blame we tend to focus on trying to fix it by making those people pay and this is one of the exercises i really dive deep into with my clients in my one-on-one coaching we really focus on what did your parents do and how can we build forgiveness how can we have compassion towards them so that we can move forward. I also want to remind you that you have the choice to end this. You have the choice to get the tools and the support you need so that you can make that change that's needed. So that you can finally end diet culture's influence in your family and for your generations. And I want you to know that if I can change the story for my children, so can you. I'm also here to support you to do that. So let's talk about how we can support our children. What can we do if we're not restricting foods and putting our kids on a diet? How can we help them to build lasting, healthful behaviors? The best way to do this is to focus on health-promoting behaviors that honor your child's body and food preferences. Now you may hear me say this and wonder, well, we may, isn't that just like saying you don't care about health? Absolutely not, because when we shift the focus from controlling to honoring our children's bodies and food preferences, we're sending the message to our children that they're so much more than their bodies. We're reinforcing to them that it is safe to be in whatever size of body they have and that you love them and value them beyond what they look like and what they eat. Our health is impacted by so many factors outside our control. So the best thing we can do is to start viewing health through that wide lens, which includes focusing on things beyond the physical body and need. So that could include honoring our spiritual, our mental, and emotional needs too. So here are five ways you can help your child build healthy habits. And they don't involve dieting. I don't know why I whispered there, but it just felt like that was the right moment to do that. The first thing is, I want to start from this popular saying that charity begins at home. To say that healthy habits actually begin at home. One of the best ways to help your child is to create that safe environment for them to know that they're loved and accepted just as they are. This means that rather than be a judge or a dictator, you take on the role of a guide and support for your child. You can still tell them to do. But let that come with becoming curious about their own unique things. Listen to them, give them the support they need to navigate their own challenges. Now, I'm no parenting expert, but I'm just telling you this based on my experience and from doing this work. Next, you want to build a trust-based feeding relationship with your child. I talk about this in episode 8 of the podcast. It's titled, The One Thing Your Child Needs From You When It Comes to Eating. I'll include a link in the show notes. But this is all about having a neutral approach to food and following the division of responsibility when it comes to feeding. That means you let go of all other agendas and focus on helping your child eat by following their own natural cues and abilities while you create the structure and environment that will help them thrive and build a healthy relationship with food and their body. And next thing, you want to have a neutral approach to bodies in your home. And that actually starts with you. So you want to watch how you speak about and treat your body and that of your child. It also includes keeping discussions about bodies appropriate and always focusing on the body and its wonderful attributes rather than an object that needs to be fixed or paraded for acceptance by others. It also involves diversifying how you see bodies. If you're watching shows where everyone looks the same, talks the same, and does the same thing, then you're reinforcing that message unconsciously to your child. A quick way to do this would be just making sure that you're expanding your media consumption to include all forms and abilities of bodies. Without saying anything to your child, you're telling them, that all of these people that you're seeing are worthy humans. Another thing you can do is to normalize engaging in physical activity for pleasure and how it makes you feel rather than how it is impacting your size and your body. So you focus on all forms of movement and involve your child. Again, make it fun. That's how children learn. As long as it's fun, they will engage. And finally, really, really important Is working on your own relationship with food and your body. Your child reflects your own behavior to you, which is why some of the behaviors that they display tend to trigger us a lot. So if you're struggling with your relationship with food and your body, I would invite you to take the steps you need to get support from a professional who is trained in a trust-based approach to health, like Haze, which is health at every size, or intuitive eating, or whatever other trust-based approaches are out there. Just make sure that these people or whatever form you decide to engage in honors all bodies and takes the attention and focus away from food and body and really focuses on making sure that your emotional, your mental, your spiritual health is also as valuable as your physical health. Now I do this work in my one-on-one coaching program, Thrive. So if you're needing support, I would love, love, love to help you do this life-changing work. You can check out all the details at oliveandbliss.ca slash nutrition hyphen coaching. And let's get on a call and see how I can support you. I'll include a link in the show notes. Okay, my friends, I want you to know that you can help your child build healthy habits for life without dieting. And no matter what happens, remember that you're the best mom. You're the best caregiver for your child. So your action item for this week's episode is just to explore where you are when it comes to your relationship with food and your body. And also look around your house. How is your child engaging with food and their body? Where can you make some changes? Where can you continue to do what you're doing to support them? I'd love to hear from you, so send me a DM on Instagram. I'm at olive and bliss wellness. So next month we're going to be focusing on intuitive eating and I'm so excited to dive into this with you. So stay tuned. If you're yet to subscribe to the podcast, do so now because I'm going to be dropping some bonus episodes and you don't want to miss those. I hope you have an awesome week ahead. And until then, keep thriving.